Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Radio family, hello, good morning, and welcome. Another weekend edition of Community Focus is underway. Always excited to be with you. This time of the morning and the weekend here in our Odyssey stations, a great opportunity to engage, again, in great conversation with members of our Community Focus family. I am always excited to have members of that family join me on this public affairs program. And for this gentleman right here, I'm really excited. And I want to thank him. And I really want to say to you, Ren Jones, I'm shamed because in all the years that we have either known each other or chatted on social media, I do not know why I have never had you here on Community Focus as a part of the Community Focus radio family. But I promise you after today, that is going to change. Good morning. And how you doing? Oh, good morning to you, and no, no need to be ashamed. You, you're in the company of so many excellent and dynamic people. I know people are grabbing for your time. You're just doing what you can. We, we arrived at this place at the precise, exact best moment for us to do so. I love so I'm it. I'm just going to ride with that. I really love it, and I appreciate you. And ditto to what you are doing in our communities, as I share with our listening audience and our radio family, Ren, I always enjoy this time of the weekend because we do engage in great conversation on a variety of topics. 
but particularly topics that really allow us to see improvement in all aspects of our everyday lives. And for this particular program, it's going to be the focus on our health, both physical and even mental to a degree as well, when it comes to health and nutrition. And I can't think of a better person to really give us some great information on this. Now, let me share with our family. Ren, you are an international online trainer and certified nutrition coach. You are born and raised in the beautiful Twin Cities of Winston-Salem, and you are a devoted and when we talk about the Aggies, you got to say the full North Carolina agricultural and technical yeah. state university. Can I get an Aggie pride? Aggie pride. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but thank you again for your time, uh, Ren. And I really do appreciate what we're about to engage in. So let's indeed get our great conversation started. If you will, speaking of being from the Winston-Salem area. Take us down memory lane. When was the day that you decided you wanted to focus on the health and nutrition and helping others be better versions of themselves? I I tell you what, I've got three points of connection. One is going to be Winston, uh, one is going to be Greensboro, and and one is going to be Charlotte. You know, my connection point in Winston-Salem was that I am a band head, uh, trumpet player. Uh, band geek, if you will. I yes. went to Carver High School in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. My buddies were football players, and after band practice, after football practice, mm-hmm. we would walk home together. They stopped doing that, and I said, where are you guys going after your practice? They said, we're going to the weight room. And I had no idea what that is, Renee. Uh, what's the weight room? That's where you go lift weights. You know, trumpet players don't lift a lot of weights typically. Right. Uh, so, so I, I said, what? You know, what is that? That's where you go exercise. They introduced me at, you know, in in Winston at Carver High School at age fifteen. Mm-hmm. I'm forty seven now. I never stopped in between. So I caught the exercise bug from those guys. Wow. Fast. Fast forward to North North Carolina Agricultural and Technical <laughs> State University, yes. and unfortunately, in my I believe it was my junior year, mm-hmm. tragedy struck in the form of my mother having a debilitating stroke. Uh, you know that stroke caused me to come out of school for a semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother was as as you might uh, might might assume footing the bill mm-hmm. for for my college education, partial scholarship for music partial, you know, Stafford loan, partial mom. Uh, So I I dropped out. She stayed with my older brother for a period of time. I went back to school, got my education, uh, and and started to realize uh, the impact of health in our community, right? Those those terrible diseases that people in the African diaspora seem to suffer with, high blood pressure, stroke, all the resultant being kidney failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sort of, int- you know, caught my interest. But I went on through in business uh, and, you know, got into the workforce. Um, yeah, as I told you earlier, uh, when we talked before the show, driving uh, long distance from Greensboro to Raleigh, listening to a, a a dynamic broadcaster named Renee Vaughn in the mornings <laughs> as I'm as I'm taking my trips every day to uh, to a Raleigh. Uh, yeah, that's right, to a Raleigh office. Uh, and unfortunately, on that that full time job, my real job, mm-hmm. got a phone call that my brother had died suddenly of a heart oh, attack. Uh, 
uh, obviously a shock. Uh, you know, a difficult situation to deal with. My mother, who's disabled, moves out of that home, moves into the home with my sister, my older sister, uh, who is uh, who's there in Winston Salem with her husband. Uh, four years later, Renee tragedy struck again. My sister died in a car accident, oh. single car accident. Uh, you know, my brother-in-law uh, is at a point where he's a dialysis patient. My sister's husband uh, starts to sort of separate himself from his own treatment out of grief, uh, passes away 90 days after that. Oh, no. uh, so, so those experiences and the fact that I was having uh, challenging experiences in the financial sector, which is where my business was, right. um, you know, even after being sent to Charlotte from the Raleigh office to open an office for me to run, um, as, as my workplace became more toxic, as I felt less centered in purpose, uh, as I reflected back on my introduction to wellness and fitness mm -hmm. uh, and started to pursue perhaps a certification in the area, um, as I spent the last years with my mother as she, as she was passing away, as she was transitioning, um, you know, that led me to, to this and I feel purposed in it. Uh, and, and I've been working in this industry for probably a better part of a decade now. Uh, so, so I hope that gives a, a, an eloquent and, and passionate answer to your question. Very much so, Ren. And I just give you a radio hug because that that's oh absolutely absolutely my brother when you hear an experience such as that and to know that by i'm sure you're a man of faith and i'm sure absolutely. it took it took a lot of prayer it took a lot of forethought but you relied on a creator to get you through those difficult times and absolutely you have to in situations Absolutely. like that. You really, really do. And I also want to backtrack a little bit. First of all, I got to give a shout out to you being a fellow Carver alum. You just you brought right. back great memories being That's a trumpet right. player and then going to the weight room with with the guys on the football team. But in listening to that experience, it made me think and asking, and this is my next question. Were you that guy? who first looked at your own health and well-being and said, where are the areas that I can personally improve in getting in better shape, both mentally or physically? I, I think that later on, it became that, and I, and I backed into it. Yeah. I backed into it as a 15-year-old as a, as a boy. You just want to be recognized and popular. Now, you have understanding of what the sort of the past system at our high school at our alma mater was mm -hmm. right, the, right. In, in our case for those that aren't familiar the listeners out there our band was revered oh. so it was much more like a like Absolutely. a historically black college that's right <laughs> I ended I ended up being the drum major of our high school band so there was a certain amount of popularity and reverence that came with that that's right I, I I sort of got into fitness through my brother. My, I remember my brother at one time saying uh, in, in, his, in his voice, now, Renee, my brother was 18 years old when I was born. He mm -hmm. was headed to University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. God bless my mother. I don't know how she sent one to college and produced one right. in the world without losing her sanity. Um, but I remember being 9 or 10 and him saying, hey, boy, if you start working out now, you'll be in shape forever. 
And and wow. for some reason, it just kind of stuck. Yeah. Uh, as, as a geek, I had a strong love of comic book characters. Mm-hmm. At one time in my life, I wanted to be an illustrator for Marvel Comics. So getting familiar with drawing those muscles, so that stuff as a 15-year-old boy, I started to back into, right. into it. I can tell you that post-college, mm-hmm. I started to see the... Uh, the ramifications of not prioritizing health, uh, obviously through my experience with my with my family, but I also started to see the the gift and benefit of having a habit that leads you to mental and physical wellness right. that you're able to stick to, exactly. and how that built up a sense of resilience in other areas of life. Mm-hmm. So, so at first. Maybe I wasn't so keen on how I was rooted right. in holistic health, but as I as I got older and the habit stuck with me, we sort of took the journey together, me and the habit of fitness, mm-hmm. into a place where I had a better understanding of exactly how holistically it was impacting my life. Absolutely, Ren. And I think of two things as you share that with our radio family. Number one, because I was in the band too, and in looking back, that was really exercise in itself. All that high-stepping we were doing. Absolutely. And learning the routines and getting ready for the halftime excitement during the game. And then where you are now, especially in taking that habit and not being selfish from the standpoint and wanting to share it with others and and helping us as a community, especially when we look at the various diseases. Sadly, Mm -hmm. when we talk about statistics, and I won't get into the specifics, but generally high blood pressure, uh, Mm -hmm. we think about diabetes, stroke. Who is at the top of the list primarily? It's us as people of color. Mm -hmm. And so the focus and why I'm so glad that we're able to engage in this conversation is because no question you do what you do because you love people and you want to see people improve in the majority of the aspects of their lives. And one great way to do that, of course, is through fitness, it's through nutrition you, you sort of really retrain our brains, if you will, when it comes out of, of getting out of whatever type of, of health or unhealthy lifestyle, I should say, mm-hmm. one that can prolong our life into where we're not included in those statistics, where we can really change some of those numbers around. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Well, brother, it is just so good to have you on this program. I am so finally happy that we got together to do this. And I'm very happy that we have a second half of the program because I definitely have more questions that I want to ask. And I just want to say welcome to the Community Focus family. Finally got you on the program. Finally. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Ren Jones joins me, Renee Vaughn, international online trainer and certified nutrition coach. And this is the weekend edition of Community Focus. Your great company as always. And we're going to be back with more 
conversation right here coming up after this. And it's more of the weekend edition of Community Focus here in our Odyssey stations. Thanking you for the great company, Radio Family, always. That includes, of course, members of our Community Focus family. This wonderful conversation indeed continues. Ren Jones, my brother, you joining me, an international online trainer and certified nutrition coach out of Charlotte. But of course, your home roots are here as well. Winston-Salem, Greensboro, surrounding Triad area. Now, just before the break... Ren, we we've been talking about, I should say, for those who may just be joining us, the the importance of of fitness, health, wellness, and I wanted to ask, what is your specialty in working with individuals? Do you have a target group that you may? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. work with. I do, and as you might imagine from my story, <laughs> I typically work with mothers over thirty. Um, and 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 for me, and I don't know if you're going to ask this question, but I imagine you might. The the reason for me <laughs> is that I see the woman of the household as the gateway to generational blank. Yes. Insert whatever blank <laughs> that is you want. Right. Generational intellect, generational wealth generational health a lot of the things that happen in in sort of as as we have descendants of a family in our community a lot of times they happen through the matriarchal leadership of the family exactly. uh, that's that's pretty commonplace so from my perspective if i can teach the person that's typically managing the household for lack of a better term let's see you know the moms are usually executive management of the household if i can instruct them in a way that we provide a simplicity in health mm-hmm. and in movement. Yeah. A lot of the times I feel like that affects positively, uh, you know, everyone else in the household. Absolutely. So what it, what's your personal uh, philosophy? Let's talk about this towards changing the behaviors or even attitudes centered around self-compassion over discipline. <laughs> First of all, what's the difference Absolutely. between the two? Absolutely. So, I'll give you an example. This is what I use with my clients. Discipline is sometimes a fictitious uh, step that we put on our journey, whatever journey that may be. Right. Uh, and, and, and typically how I see this sense of self-discipline play out is in being uh, probably self-critical to the point that you're hypercritical of yourself. You know, exactly. 
discipline will sometimes find itself fixated in the last thing that was not done well or the last thing that was incongruent Mm -hmm. with your intention for self right Right. you know I missed that workout oh I get now now I gotta you know I gotta double down make sure I get the next one or or uh, man I ate the wrong thing Uh, and well I've blown it now I may as well eat some more more, you know For, for me that's the fictitious sense of discipline we feel like if we're not beating ourselves up mm-hmm. we cannot change behavior right. and it's a short road to failure ultimately conversely self-compassion I think is much more fixated on the next available choice right Right. right. you immediately forgive what you've done not that it requires forgiveness for say I'll say forgive with quote fingers although the listening audience can't see the quote fingers mm-hmm. so you forgive what choice you've made mm-hmm. but you put your energy into what's next exactly. you know what's in front of me at this time mm-hmm. because I can make a slightly better choice than the last choice that I made and I think where we see people get into patterns of uh, of failure mm-hmm. is when we are overly fixated on what we did last that was not in great alignment with what we'd like our intention uh, for our health to be uh, I hope that makes sense the way that I, the way that I said that I love the way that you prefaced that because it makes me think how sometimes we sabotage ourselves when we are too hard on ourselves and I love how you say and it reminds me so much that no matter how many times we stumble you know what the good thing about it is we can get back up we can start over or we can continue because we've already established that we are going in the right direction. We're going towards a good path to better okay. health and nutrition. So that if we do fall off the wagon, hey, just get back on the wagon and keep riding. Absolutely. And you know, that, that makes me think of, and I'm, and I'm a little giddy, Ren, because the last time I saw your post on social media, it just tickled me to pieces because you were talking about doing all of these unnecessary crunches and how we we just have this and I'm going to get it a little later into asking this question but you know when when it comes to trying to get in shape there are certain things that we think this is what it's going to take to get those ripped abs but then here oh, you are, you're chewing on a graham cracker. It the, was delicious. It was delicious graham cracker. It was, it was. And you're just saying, yeah, this is how I'm looking at you doing a thousand or so push-ups. I mean, I'm sorry, it was crunches, not push-ups, but crunches. And yeah, it it's was, just it like, was, why? It was crunches. That's right, exactly. It, it was, was the crunches. It was mm-hmm. the crunches. And that was just beautifully illustrated. <laughs> My friend, I just wanted to share that with you as an aside. But yeah, exactly. It is. It is. And and just to what you said, yes, we just have to continue in really helping ourselves, especially if we know that goal of health and fitness is within reach. Speaking of that, I want to change gears a little bit, Ren, and, and talk about okay. speaking of a, a fitness and our physical and even our, our mental health and our well-being. Mm-hmm. We think back to where we were around this time last year. COVID-19. A lot of us were quarantined. We yes. were at home. Many of us couldn't go to work or we weren't working at that particular time. Our kids were not in school. 
And so right. here was a situation where we really got, if we weren't already there, reacquainted with the kitchen area. There were probably <laughs> twice as many trips to the refrigerator, to the stove, to the microwave, you know, other kitchen appliances and whatnot. But when we think about this, how has the COVID-19 pandemic, do you think, affected the way persons looked at their overall health and wellness? Absolutely. This is a great question. So a few things. I think that there was a continuum of thought along the, 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 the pandemic as, as we move from February, March, the initial pandemic into exactly. a very long summer, right. into a challenging winter season. I think what happened is early on, people tried to fight it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there was a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, hyperbole in our self-criticism, right? Right. Um, Oh my gosh, I shouldn't be doing this. I can't believe I ate that. I don't want to be like, you know, insert blank, whatever your your, your mindset is in terms of a nightmare scenario for your health. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like this at this point. Uh, I think as it went went on, I think and hope that people were coming to the realization of this was a this was a challenge that humanity was presented with. N- not you as an isolated individual, right? Right. Y- you have no need to ju- to be hypercritical of yourself. You're not failing in any way. You are not isolated in any way uh, in-, in terms of your thinking and the, and the habits that you're developing. And-, and maybe we need to give ourselves a little grace to understand that we are coping with something that's unprecedented in the best way that we know how. Yes. In some cases, that's going to that's going to be connected to food. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly in our community, Renee, um, a lot of our emotional sort of band aids, if you will, are a result of food behaviors that we've learned. Exactly. You know, we did not have financial means in some cases, not all this. We're not a monolith, but in a lot of cases, we didn't have financial means to provide, um, you know, to provide gifts. And we were gifted with the love of cooking. Right. You know, we were gifted with, I'll make you some pancakes in the morning. You know, I know you had a rough week at school or, or I know it's been a hard, or I love you so much and it's your birthday. I want to make that favorite peach cobbler uh, that, that the whole thing, you know, that's sort of the context in our community. And I think that we were diverting our attention and our energy to what we knew was the ointment or the salve to help us through difficulty. Historically speaking, and I don't want to get too deep, we are a culture of surviving through culinary experiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that predates in some context our freedom. And again, I don't want to get too deep into that. But I think what we found out is that it's okay to to let loose of our um, our sort of mindset of perfection. Right. We saw the recent post from Will Smith, right? Exactly. One of, one of yeah. our favorite yeah. superstar mm-hmm. actors. And mm-hmm. he's like, hey, look, here's my COVID body in all its glory. Right. Uh, so 
hopefully what I feel what I think happened is that we were able to set aside the shackles of perfection uh, sort of rest in our own humanity with the understanding that we there will be an opportunity after this to make a new choice um, you know in my own life one of the things that I've learned is that I can dance in a hurricane if I stay in the eye of the storm and if I move mm-hmm. with the cla- move with the storm as it moves along right and right. I think that's what we found another opportunity for emotional resilience Very true. Uh, in the context of the pandemic yeah. and now that we're moving out of it I'm ready to help you guys get back absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and believe me Ren there are a lot of us who, who need your help most yeah. definitely <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I need some of my help <laughs> and we're here to help each other and that's the beauty about it it really is as I thank you so much my friend as we are engaged in great conversation let me take this opportunity to welcome those of you just joining us thank you so much radio family great company indeed the weekend edition of community focus and wonderful discussion with international online trainer and certified nutrition coach Ren Jones now Ren I'm going to shift gears yet again And I want to talk about every trainer's favorite topic of discussion. Want to take a guess at it before I tell you what it is? No, I'm frightened. Oh, no. No, don't be. Don't be. (laughs) And I'm sure it's it's either your favorite or one that kind of makes you want to roll your eyes at somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is fast food. Not yeah, here we go. Yes, here we go. So what's your take as a trainer when trying to retrain our brains on proper eating habits? And should it be excluded altogether from our nutritional goals? Gotcha. Gotcha. This is a great question. Thank you. So it depends. Yeah. Every everything I think that in our society today, uh, particularly as it as it pertains to social media, mm-hmm. we've lost the ability for context and nuance. Right. Right. Um, everything's everything's dogmatic. It's yes or no, black or white, on mm-hmm. or off. Exactly. Um, so here's what I'll say first. First, I'll say that change has a tendency to favor evolution, not revolution. And oftentimes we will try to revolutionize our nutritional uh, ideology. Um, I'm off the fast food. That's it. No more, no more pasta, no more mm-hmm. burgers, no more fries, you know, no soda, November, anything that starts with no. Right. No exactly. Um, so, so, so what I advise is that there is always a spectrum, a continuum. Mm-hmm. And here's where I'll go with the fast food continuum. If you have a pre-existing medical condition that you know is terribly exacerbated by your interaction with fast food, Mm -hmm. you've got to make some life-altering decisions. Uh, I'll start there. For general population, let's work across a continuum. I like the idea of adding for nutritional intervention Mm -hmm. much more than subtracting. Um, Because the brain itself, and here's, here's the behavioral change coach coming out of me, Renee. Right. The brain itself does not respond well to restriction, to no, mm. to not. Uh, it's meant to focus on things. It's true. It's meant to focus on things not unfocused. So if I say you can't have any fries or you can't have any hamburger, you can't have a milkshake, it's all you're going to think about. If you've ever been told don't date that boy, you know how that works. Oh, yes. Or in my case, don't date <laughs> that, that girl. girl. Exactly. Uh, 
or if you've been told by a medical professional, hey, you've got a test tomorrow, you can't have any liquids after 7 o'clock. Right. Renee, you could have drank a gallon of water up until 7 o'clock. At 7.01, you're going to be thirsty mm-hmm. just because you've been told you cannot have it. That's how the human brain works, so I don't play those games with my clients. I would like for you, if you're going to have fast food, okay, let's work on adding two pieces of fruit today. Yeah. Even if you're going to go to McDonald's, you know, in the course of the day, I want you to eat two extra pieces of fruit. Um, let's work on drinking in an extra glass of water. Even if you're going to have that soda, even if you're going to have that milkshake, mm-hmm. let's start there and incrementally add things that are incongruence with what you want your focus to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we find is, in terms of behavior change, eventually adding in things that are more in line with your intention crowds out things that are less in line with your intention without you being restricted from them. There you go. Fast food, I want to mitigate it, obviously. Mm -hmm. I want to manage it. But the idea of the sort of drill sergeant coach who takes things out of your diet Mm -hmm. that are quote-unquote bad for you and assigning morality to food choices is counterintuitive to how the brain actually works if you've been trained and educated to understand what behavior change really is. I hope that's not too convoluted an answer. Um, I don't think it is. I think I'll have a McDonald's apple pie later today as a matter of fact uh, you talked me into it well just just balance so it out with, with something healthy and nutritious right. and, and you right. you will be fine I just love that concept because you're so right you just have some people that will say no 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 to this but I love mm-hmm. how you say if you have to do it just replace it with something healthier that is a wonderful Absolutely. concept, wonderful concept. Now, my next question to you, Ren, is, is this. And I actually, getting back to social media, I saw a friend post this uh, not too long ago. And, and speaking of some healthy lifestyle changes and choices that she was making, she posted a really, really good question that I wanted to pass on to you, since this is your area of expertise. What is the difference between what's known as alkaline and acidic foods? And should either both be eliminated or included in our diets? Right. So when we talk, this is sort of to a certain extent, and I don't want to offend anybody out there that works in a holistic space. Right. To a certain extent, this is uh, some social media mythology. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, that 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 drinking uh, drinking or eating things that are alkaline versus acidic. The 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 idea is that things that are acidic are compromising health. Right. Right. Uh, and and things that are alkaline are beneficial to health. And what people will try to do is come up with a list of these these foods and or drinks that bring the body into a more alkaline state. Less acidic, more alkaline, with under the auspices that it's somehow more healthy. Mm-hmm. Here's my take on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> in in terms of complexity, that's so far down the road from what general population needs to do. Okay. On social media, there has been and will always continue to be sort of an over-glorification of difficulty and over-glorification of complexity. It's almost like jumping up and down and saying, look at me, look at how overly complex I am in this area, you know, revere me because of my complexity, right? Right. We're we're not going to get on social media and talk about 
uh, I did a 30-minute exercise routine three times last week. It was fairly repetitive, but I've gotten into a consistent habit. Yeah. What we're going to say is, oh, I just had a two-hour boot camp with the trainer who used to be a Division One wide receiver for Clemson, mm-hmm. uh, and we carried the heavy bag up the tallest hill in the neighborhood, right. and we're dressed in sweat, and, and three people threw up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> On social media, that is somewhat revered. It's going to get you interest in likes. Yeah. The simplicity of your nutrition is this. And I'll, and I'll give you the, the formula that I normally use. Um, Great. And I, I hope I'm not detracted too much from the actual question. No, 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 no. Not I at all. Pro- I, okay. I want to provide some action steps in lieu of being so complex and diving down the rabbit hole. Number one, if you can eat slowly, give yourself 15 minutes or more to eat whatever you're eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows your body to signal to itself that it's full. The, the hormones that signal satiety uh, take about 15 minutes to interact with the brain interact with the gut and say, okay, I've had enough. If you've ever eaten quickly at a restaurant, you know the feeling of having Mm -hmm. overshot the runway. Now you can't get up. You're glad you didn't drive. (laughs) The second thing I would say is incorporate protein into your diet. It can be plant-based protein or animal because it repairs and restores the body, but it also keeps you feeling full longer. You're less likely to have blood sugar fluctuations that lead you to want candy and things like that. The third thing is if you can incorporate Five fruits and or vegetables in your day. Different colors of your fruit, fruits and vegetables represent different nutrients. We call them phytonutrients, P-H-Y-T-O, and they do different things like lower blood pressure, like improve eyesight, et cetera, et cetera. So when we talk about eat the rainbow, not mm-hmm. Skittles, but eat the <laughs> <Right>. rainbow, we're, <laughs> we're talking about getting those phytochemicals. One way to do it is to, is to try to incorporate five different colors and servings of fruits and or vegetables during Beautiful. the course of the day. And the last thing that I would say in simplicity is to just drink a little bit more water. Right. Do you have to carry around a gallon jug? No, that's for social media influencers. Mm. So you can say, oh my gosh, look, he carries around a gallon of water every day. Just one more cup in the morning, one more right. cup in the evening, if you can tolerate it, if you can sleep through the night. Yeah. Um, that's sort of the simplicity of nutrition in a nutshell. Um, it's not It's not going to be glorified on social media. Right. It's not over, overtly complex, but it is doable. Exactly. I don't know why we have this, this fascination with things that are so hard that we fall off the wagon. It, it doesn't have to be that Spot way. Spot on. Probably shouldn't be that way. Exactly. Probably shouldn't be that way. And I thank um, you so. and appreciate you for sharing that because you're right. If it's the simple things, it is just yeah. that. It is more doable for each and every one of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just we just want to push that needle a little bit. There you go. Just, how, how can you be 1% better? <laughs> exactly. And if you're able to do that over time, your trajectory changes significantly. Yes. You point the nose of an airplane an inch to the left or right on takeoff, you end up four or 500 miles in a different direction. That's true. Uh, as long as the plane's in the air long enough. There you I go. I just want to keep you flying long enough to end at a different destination. And thank you for that. So that leads me to my next question for you, Ren. Speaking of, what's your take on the actual word diet itself? What myths or facts are there? First, any myths to dispel? And and what are the facts about diet? Because for so many of us, it can have a negative connotation. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, I think here, 
there's another opportunity for context and nuance, right? Right. If if you are considering, you know, diet in terms of the noun form, a description of what your protocol is for nutritional intervention, what what your protocol is for taking in nutrients, what your diet versus the verb form diet or dieting, going on a diet, uh, I think the first is fairly benign. Mm -hmm. I think the second is somewhat malignant, right? Right. Um, the facts of dieting are, and you can Google, you can Google this, 97% of diets for the purposes of weight loss fail, ultimately. You end up in a repetitive cycle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, the second thing is that a lot of diets are uh, are sort of built on Western civilization uh, so that I should say sort of European standards of nutrition. This is also problematic, right? Right. Because most diets don't take into account your rich cultural history. Exactly. You know, tell, tell a Jamaican or, or, or West African that, uh, uh, you know, you, you're not able to have goat as a, you know, right. going strictly vegan. Like, exactly. You know, uh, tell, tell a person of Latin descent that all sort of bread products, tortillas, those are off limits. And mm -hmm. you've interrupted their culture in a way that that perhaps you get a better physical result, but the, in, in, in the concept of wellness, you've created a mental issue yeah. of wellness now. So, so we don't want physical wellness to be to the detriment of mental wellness. Oftentimes when we diet, that's exactly what happens. There's something called cognitive dietary restraint, which is effectively the, the, the effect that judging all nutritional choices based on how it will impact the fat content uh, of your body. That's, that's what we refer to as cognitive dietary restraint. We know that that sends up stress hormone cortisol. Yeah. Research tells us that it contributes to a lack of bone density. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Your thoughts about what you're eating in regards to whether or not this will make me fat can actually cause the physical result of reducing your bone density. Wow. We know that it can cause hair loss, as a matter of fact, and hypertension. Uh, so dieting in and of itself can be more problematic sometimes mm -hmm. than what you're eating originally. Okay. And, and that's why I leaned into sort of adding things that are in line with your health, exactly. but not putting yourself through the physical and mental stress right. of feeling like you need to restrict things. Mm -hmm. It will seem like it works for a time, but again, the data shows us that upwards of 97% of all dieting strictly for the purposes of fat loss, mm -hmm. um, it fails. fails. It, 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 it creates a loop that we don't want to be in. Thank um, you for sharing. That's that. a great question. Thank you very much. And I just hate time always runs out when one is engaged in great conversation, as is the case with you. So let me make this known right here and now, my brother, that I definitely want to have you back on future programs so we can engage in another great question. But here's the last one I will leave you with. If someone has additional questions and they want to get in contact with you, how is it best to reach out to you? Oh, great question. You can find me on either social media platform in terms of Instagram or Facebook uh, at fitness 
Jones Training. Um, and if you want to reach out to me via email, um, uh, just my first and last name, Ren Jones, R-E-N, there's no W in my Ren, R-E-N, <laughs> J-O-N-E-S, uh, at Fitness Jones Training. Uh, website, Fitness Jones Training. I try, I try to make it all uh, all fit together. I Renee, like it. So folks wouldn't have to remember too many things. Uh, and, and Thank I've you for enjoyed, that. <laughs> I've enjoyed being here so much. I am going to hold you to that commitment of bringing me back. Consider it done. Uh, all right. <laughs> In fact, I love it. as I always like to sign off with this public affairs program and just in general, when on the radio ran and, and radio family are pretty much very familiar with this, I always say there are no goodbyes just until next time. So there's definitely going to be a next time with you and me. All right. Until next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Radio Family, for the great company. Wonderful conversation again with Ren Jones. And thank you for the great things you're doing in our communities. There's so much good stuff out there. And I'm so glad that we have this platform to engage in conversation to talk about it. This will wrap up another weekend edition of Community Focus. Please, everyone, stay safe. And until that next time, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of this weekend. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.